Hello and welcome to the latest episode of the BCFC Media Podcast, airing whenever we can be bothered to talk about the Blues at the minute, really. Um, I'm Kieran, your host of this episode. Joining me, I've got Tom, Kane and Elliot. Obviously, got a fair number of things to touch on. It's been a while since we recorded and a lot has happened. We'll start with a couple of... Start with a positive with the uh, victory over Barnsley at the weekend. Um, Tom, what was your thoughts on the result, first of all? Um, much needed result. Um, probably a six-pointer sort of result in in perspective. But you know, I think many people have said it. It's sort of you know, one shit team versus a shitter team. <laughs> that's that's literally the only way you can sum it up. Um, you know, on the day we just happened to be less bad, but we still looked unorganised a lot of the time. Um, but thankfully, we managed to grind out the result and. If, if that's the way we need to do it for the rest of the season, then so be it. Um, but my, my biggest problem is just I feel like every every team we play at the moment, I can't actually see our shape. It's very difficult. It just feels like we're all over the place, particularly against Peterborough, but we'll get on to that. Uh, but no, overall, we, we just we just beat a very, very poor Barnsley side. So, you know, I, I didn't come away from it like impressed, but I was just happy that we managed to win the game. And that's all that mattered really in the end. Yeah, I suppose it's a case of just stopping the rise, isn't it, with the sort of run we've been on at the minute. Um, Elliot, what were your views on the game on Saturday? Yeah, like Tom just touched on, <laughs> just about the result, wasn't it? I, I, I couldn't care less about the rest of the season. The season's, Kane put it on um, Twitter earlier today, I, I read it and he, he said, season's done. I agree, I think the season's finished. I don't think we're going to go up, or, well, we're 100% not going to go up. I can't see it's going down. Or being having any problems on the last day, so yeah, just about grinding out three points where we can, and just trying to be a little bit better than some of the shit sides near the bottom. Really, um, <laughs> that's about as uh, enthusiastic as I can get about it. Because I think in the first half, I think if Barnsley, um, you know, had their shooting boots on, I think they could have had one or two. So you know, it is what it is. Three points was the main thing, wasn't it? Yeah, I mean, personally, I, I just think that. Every game, you just you see a lot of the players that just seem to be ticking over, rather than you know wanting to go out there and, and take the ball by the horns and really take the game to the opposition. Like Tom and yourself have said, all be against a a pretty shit Barnsley side, um, but even then, we didn't look like we was up to much. Uh, Kane, what did you think of the game against Barnsley? Yeah, shit, really. Um... <laughs> we're just repeating ourselves I think the, the one bit of quality we, I think we actually saw in the game was our goal Djukovic long ball up to him good touch hold up play knocked it through Hernandez good finish that was the only bit of quality I think during the whole game um, another thing I liked on Saturday I think Jordan James and Hernandez a couple of times between them two a bit, you know, few good touches I think they, they linked up quite quite well but other than that, I think Barnsley, they hit the post, like Elliot said, first half. I think that um, Adebayo had one tipped over. They had a couple of good chances. Callum Styles had one as well. I think we were lucky, but as, as we mentioned, I think the only reason that we, we won the game is because they were probably a bit a bit shitter than us and probably a bit more unlucky than we were. We had that second goal, which was weren't cleared properly. I think, yeah, we were lucky because after that 6-2 defeat at Fulham, yeah, we got the point at, at Preston, but... I think if we'd have lost that on Saturday, I think I think we'd have turned on and bow you a little bit more because it's not good to watch at the moment. I ain't bothered as long as we stay up now, but 
yeah, it's not not pretty to watch, and I think that was a must win. Um, but yeah, look, we got the job done, and um, well, what on two two got two games unbeaten now. So yeah, if we, if we win on Sunday, I think I think that will be it when it realistically. So yeah, yeah, I mean it's been a huge week for the in the fixtures really playing all of the the bottom three. Obviously, Lee Bowie will move on to to him shortly. Um, Peterborough last night. Um, I think again, much more of the same sort of performance as we saw against Barnsley, albeit I think Peterborough actually put a bit more effort in than we saw from from Barnsley and seemed a bit more menacing on the counter-attack. Elliot, what did you think of the game last night? I know you was considering driving three and a half hours up to come and watch it. Yeah, I've got I've got this week off, so I as you know, I, I did text you the night before, the day before, and I thought, oh, shall I come up? Seven hour round trip. Um, yeah, it didn't take you long to change your mind. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it did take me long. And um, yeah, I mean, I watched it at home. I had the old man come over and we watched it. And so uh, he's, he's not the easiest person to watch a game with at the best of times. But um, yeah, about 75th minute, and the second one went in, he was like, switch it off. I was like, okay, switch it off. That's basically, I mean, I'm amazed we made it to the 75th minute. I mean, don't get me wrong, they should never have got that penalty. That penalty was a disgrace. Um, but we we didn't deserve anything out of that game until the last 10 minutes. So, all in all, the main the main thing is we didn't lose. If we'd have lost that game, I, I would be worrying a little bit more today, especially when, uh, don't get me wrong, I don't think Peterborough are going to start, you know, picking up, you know, Championship winning form between now and the end of the season, but um, if they were within nine points of us with two games in hand, <laughs> you know you start you do start to it sort of goes in the back of your head a little bit. But I'm I'm thinking now we're we'll, we'll be okay. I think we'll stagger to the end of the season now. But yeah, yeah. I think the thing about the penalty is, I mean, I kind of shot myself in the foot and. Um, I went to, I had it on the red button. I went to put it on to Sky Sports News to see if I could watch a replay of the foul because I didn't think it looked like a penalty. As I got on to Sky Sports News, they just took the penalty and watched them score it. Then I put it back on red button and it just got to the point where I was taking the penalty. So I watched it again. So, <laughs> but I think the thing is, if you, you, we shouldn't have been in a position where we should be giving away a penalty to go 2 0 down at home to Peterborough anyway. So at the same time, we've only got ourselves to blame to, to be in that position. But. Okay. I'll tell you what, I'll tell you what impressed me about that penalty. Roberts was a bit quicker than I thought he was. He 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 did turn, he did turn and actually he caught the geezer up, but he did he did shove him a little bit in the back. He was going nowhere, and that's just that's why no offense to Mark Roberts, but that's why he's playing in the championship uh, with us, you know, no disrespect to, to our, our club, but you know, he's never gonna go, he's never gone anywhere in his career because those are the sort of tackles he makes. The guy's going absolutely nowhere, he's got no one to cross to. And he shoved him in the back, and you think, "Why bother? Just, just see him out." You know, it was just a, it was indicative of the whole game, really. The, the game was dreadful, and you know, everyone pointed out on Twitter there's just okay, three midfielders in the centre of the park that can't pass the ball between them, and um, you know, you've got Djokovic up there; it's worse than a statue. And um, you know, luckily, Hogan's actually found his, his shooting boots the last few games, so you know, he's, he's dug us out of that one again. Yeah, I mean. Um, Cam, what did you think of of last night? I mean, again, similar well, to Barnsley, wasn't it? Honestly, you know, watching Blues at home on a Tuesday night, I, ha- I hate doing it anyway. 
if we're away, it's just not meant, especially in, in the winter when the weather is shit, you can't be asked watching it, you've had work. And then we, we just don't do anything. I think we, we, we lose every Tuesday at home. We had that Millwall the other season, we lost 1-0. It's just horrible to watch on a Tuesday to lose. And I think for the first goal yesterday, I just thought, fuck, this, this is just going to be a long night. I mean, it's when Woods passed it. I don't know why Sunjic was, was in the, the 10 spot anyway in that, in that role. Woods give it to him, Sunjic, in possession. I thought, this is it. He can't pass it forward anyway. It's like a hot potato when Sunjic has got the ball. And then as soon as they break, to be fair to him, I thought they break, they, they broke quite well. And now right back, I think it was Paku. I've never seen him play before. And I thought, oh my, who the fuck is this bloke? Like, he was on really. I thought, like, Cafu, I genuinely thought. He was turning, he was doing roulette. I thought, we're making this bloke look like he's just won the Ballon d'Or. It was just that left-hand side yesterday. Pedersen, he's another one I think needs to be moved on. Flat-footed all the time. Anyone with a bit of pace, you'd fancy yourself you get against him every time, one-on-one. Um, but, yeah, rubbish. I felt a bit sorry for Jordan James, having Sunjic and Woods next to him all night. Um I think that's our problem and it's going to be for a long time. Sunjic has got to go in the summer. I know everyone says, oh, um, what, what, he's, 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 the, he's doing all the dirty work for us. We have, we're, better side, we're a better side when he's in the team. We are because we haven't got anyone who's as good as him and there's plenty of championship midfielders holding that are half his price and could do exactly the same job, if not better. So he's got to go in the summer and Woods isn't a starter. So, yeah, we need to, we need to sort the midfield out. And uh, yeah, just go for it for the rest of the season now. We're not going down. We've got people coming back. Chong, Taylor Richards, hopefully Bakuna coming in, Hernandez. Just go for it. We, it's, we've been watching shit all season. Let's go and play some attractive football and score some goals. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Tom, you agree? <laughs> yeah, I agree with pretty much all of that. <laughs> to be honest, I'm... You know, you highlight the Peterborough team in particular. You look at sort of their wide players you had... Um, I think it's uh, Barley Mumba um, on loan from uh, Norwich, who was previously at Sunderland. Never really expected to be anything. Moving to wing back, all of a sudden he's uh, one of one of the better wing backs in the division at the moment. And then Kwame Poku has been injured pretty much all season. He's only really had loan spells at Colchester, where in fairness he did light it up uh, when they had a decent season, but they've not moved from there sadly. Um, but yeah, no, there, there are some little talents and even Callum Morton, you know, when he came on, I was like, oh, fucking hell, here comes Ginger Grealish. It was, um, it, you could see they had little talents in their squad, but just overall, for some reason, Peterborough just seemed to collapse in the last 15 minutes. I don't, I don't know what went wrong. They were so organised for so long and they looked a much better side than us. I was like, how are they where they are? They've literally battered us twice this season. And it, it was, it's embarrassing when you think about it. Um but no, and thankfully, despite our piss poor organisation, we've somehow managed to find a way back into the game. It's actually a really good strike from Gardner, to be fair. Um, watching it back, it is tough to keep those low. So uh, fair play to him. And then obviously, you know, we, we've got a, a bit of a break um, with playing three wingers down the left side, which is interesting in itself. Get Belleron, he's obviously going to cross well. Same for Graham, you know, obviously with that jukey sitter that uh, it's painful the more you watch it at the moment. Uh, but now Hogan just showed how he's got that fox in the box ability and uh, we've somehow managed to salvage a point, but we didn't deserve anything from the game. I thoroughly believe that. But then 
Peter, no one has actually conceded more goals in the last 15 minutes of a game this season than Peterborough have. It's, you know, that it's their Achilles heel. So, you know, we've we've done well to take advantage of that, but that still doesn't really, it doesn't take away from the performance itself because it was depressing. You know, so many people were leaving it like as soon as the penalty went in at like the 69th minute or whatever, uh, including my dad. My dad buggered off back to the car. So I was just sat there uh, in the cop corner by myself, but uh, I'm glad I stayed in the end. Um, but no, at the end of the day, the performance still isn't good enough. You're at home to Peterborough, but we always do that against sides like that. You, you, you know, you get those shit league two club size sort of clubs that come down. Um, and then we just always seem to lose. And it's always on a Tuesday night, like a Wickham or somewhere like that. Just those tiny, tiny, minuscule clubs that come and do us. And it's so <laughs> embarrassing every time. But now, uh, overall, you, you take the point considering where we were. But in the grand scheme of things, it, it's still it's still not good enough. So um, we definitely need to respond against Derby. But do I see us doing that? No, not really. <laughs> I, I, I I don't fancy us at all for that game, especially with what's sort of on the line for Derby. You never know. It could even be their last game. So I just feel like they'll be more up for it. They've almost sold out their home attendance. I just think it's going to be one of those unenjoyable days for Blues, really. Nine times out of ten, you can guarantee that it is when we go to Pride Park, isn't it? Apart with the exception of last season, that was quite a a feel-good game when we said... I'll always love that Sunjic goal, though. I went flying (laughs) down so many stairs when that went in. Uh, it was it was class. It was absolutely class. I mean, obviously, like you say, that the one thing that it's important to remember, and, and yeah, it is an exciting final. Ten minutes or so last night, but we can't let the final ten minutes cloud the fact that the the first eighty minutes in the run up to that just wasn't good enough at all. Players didn't seem to know what they were doing. They weren't in the right position. At one point, we had three players trying to play down the left wing. You know, the, the defence, with the exception of Mengi at times, just completely unorganised. Colan and, and Pedersen are so far in their comfort zones, it's it's unreal. I mean, there used to be a time when <clears throat> myself and even Elliot on the, on the podcast used to praise Colan and, and say, you know, we thought he was a really, you know, one of the better right-backs in the league. I, where that Colan's gone, I don't know. But Pedersen, like Kane said, he needs to move on now. You know, his, his contract's as good as up, he ain't going to be staying beyond the summer. If we can convince anyone to pay a fee, then you've got to do it, haven't you? But then who would you bring in to replace him at this stage? Elliot's dying to say something here as well. Oh, I was just thinking the last night, um, what do you boys make of um, Pedersen going off half time for Bella? When I, when I saw Bella coming on, I thought, oh, he's going to come on for I thought James, to be fair. And I think James has been really good, but I just thought he looked, he looked like he was getting pushed about a bit. He just looked a bit lost in there with two players that, let's be honest, aren't very good footballers. Um, and I just thought maybe take him out of the fire a little bit and put Bella on and, and go with two wingers. And he's he's putting one for Pedersen. And I thought, what on earth has he done here? I don't know, I don't, I don't know whether he's had a bit of a, a ruck in the changing rooms with Pedersen or he's just fed up with him at this point in time. He said he didn't need Bowyer after the game. He said, um, we think, I thought that, to be fair. And I think I think he came out, Bowyer, I think it was after after the game and said, every time Pedersen was getting the ball, he, I think he had about six or seven crosses in the first half. That were hard. Straight at the keeper. They weren't being the first man or they were straight to the keeper. And I think Bowyer said that, you know, Bella's both footed anyway, come on. And he's seen an opportunity to get proper, you know, decent deliveries in which it did with both goals. So I think it was from the cross 
captain aspect where I buy Bella come on. And he worked in the end, to be fair. And even when he brought Bella on at left wing back, at the time, I thought, just switch the formation. Let's let's go to a flat back four, put him on as, as, as wingers. But I think that's another thing. He's, he's not a left winger anyway. I think if we play yeah. him left wing, you've only got to look at, yes, get the ball in the box. Even Jordan Graham's cross from that, that the Duke of have scored, their quality crosses the ball. We're overcomplicating. Mm. You're trying all this thing. You just get the ball in the box. That, that's, all, that's all we can do, really, I guess. Yeah. I mean, you mentioned what Bowie said. So I've got um, the Birmingham Mail's transcript here. And so when he was asked, can you account for the first eight, five minutes, his response was, no, we had Christian in good positions in the first half to put a decent ball in the box. And it must have been six, seven, eight, maybe ten times. He just kept floating it to the keeper. That's the basics. Hit your areas. We work on it all the time. And that's why I took him off at half time. Right. So his patience has run out with him by the sounds of it. And, you know, maybe it is a case of there was the rumours that he, he was meant to be as good as done to Brentford. So is it a case as well he's for if there is chance he goes in the next few days? Is it is there a point of risking an injury if you're set to get a fee for him rather than lose him for free? There's that. I think there's that. And I think if... Or either that or we haven't got... Our, if we're planning on getting a left wing back in or a left back, that hasn't happened yet. So we can't afford to sell him. Um, but then, then again, we brought Bellew in at left wing back, who started most of the first games, and Pedersen played left centre half. So I think I think we'll end up bringing a left back in. I think, um, but yeah, Pedersen, yeah, enough's enough. And Bowie said he didn't he, after he says we've got to change things. Basically, meaning Pedersen shit, Sumjic is shit, and Djokovic probably can't do it week on week anymore, unfortunately. And I love the bloke, but yeah, I think yesterday. You've only got to look at that miss. He didn't he didn't do anything all game. He had a chance in the first half that Hogan put on a plate for him. Couldn't put it wide. Maybe a penalty, probably not. And then that header, he's got a score. So yeah, we need we need change in the summer. And I think Bowyer knows that. But who's going to pay a fee for these players? Yeah. Well, it's, the wages. It tells you something that that Harley Dean's had to end up going out on loan in the end because we just simply couldn't find anyone who wanted him permanently. I think that. Tells you all you need to know. These these players, not, not on the wages he's on. He's he's on Premier League. Exactly. Wages, exactly. Yeah. yeah. And then you think, you know, these these players, it's it's all too easy. I think, you know, like I say, I've got Bowyer's uh, the transcript here. So, uh, obviously, this is just before Dean was announced today. So they said, uh, talk of Harley going to Wednesday. Can you comment? Uh, yeah, I think that's going to happen. That should help free up a little bit of money. Um, explain the thinking in moving Harley on he said I think there needs to be change some people are just in their comfort zone I think that if you don't change we'll be in this situation every year yes he is the club captain but I demand certain things and I expect certain things to happen and that is why he is moving on so I mean he, he came out at the start of this month didn't he as well and said we've already told Harley that if there's an opportunity he'll be going Um it seems like he's going to be the first of many of these these players that unfortunately hasn't worked out for them um, from the, especially the uh, couple of the players from the Red Nap era still. Um, obviously, Colin being, is he the only survivor now? Um, yeah. Yeah, I think so. Maybe, no, Roberts as well. Oh, Roberts yeah, as well. Roberts. Yeah. Who we've just given his contract to. I can only assume is, is he on? Is he on? Has he took the same? He's not asked for a, you know, 
Oh no, I imagine get pay rise, as well. <laughs> I imagine unless his contract wasn't silly in the first place, I imagine he would have had a little bit of a pay cut, or like, or you'd like to hope, but fuck no, it was, it's silly, it was silly in the first place. He's on twenty k plus a week, Roberts. He was deal. Yeah, yeah, because we, we, that's what they're saying. The contracts that we handed out before. This is why the owners don't want to spend any money now because the contracts are the yeah. Yeah, yeah. Facts for two years before we give him a twenty-four mm. a week. Mm. Yeah, it's mental. So he won't be on that anymore. I'd be surprised if it's even half that now because he's coming nowhere else. He's, he's to be fair to Roberts, he's a mediocre bottom end of a championship centre half, but does a job, wins headers, scores you a couple of goals a season. Don't mind Roberts being in the team, um, but yeah, as I say, he won't. He won't all be on a fraction of what what he was on in his last deal. Definitely. I think Harley Dean next season will be a full full time dog breeder because I don't see anyone taking his wages. Um, you know, and if he's League One standard now, which he is League One standards, no one's paying him twenty grand a week. I think all our centre halves are League One standards, to be honest. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I don't think it's many players we've got that are League One standards, to be honest. But you know, apart from the ones online, I think. <laughs> The other interesting thing to to take from what Bowyer was saying after the game last night, so the other question was, is anyone else going out? And his response was simply, there needs to be change, and that's all I'm saying. So Go then. If you're going to reel them off, who's going for next Monday? I, I, I genuinely, I said this last night to, to my partner when I was watching the game, I would not be sorry to see the back of any of them. The only players that... I actually enjoy watching, with the exception of uh, JJ, is the lone players, and they're not even asked to get rid of in the first place anyway, so I really couldn't care less. I think Pedersen's going to go anyway, if we, if we can get a fee for him, um, and the rest of them, I mean, you could draw the name out of a hat, as far as I'm concerned. If you can find a taker for him, then, then get him gone. See, I had this conversation the other day with a few other lads. I was just, I, I just put it straight. I was like, you know, keep or sell. And they're still sort of saying most of them keep. And I'm just there like, no, I'd, I'd be selling most of these lads. Even then, define the term selling. You're pretty much giving them away. Because that's that's the only way we'll get rid of them, um, realistically. Uh, but I think this squad needs a complete rewrite. There's been such a losing mentality within it for a good three, four years now realistically and it's it's just the same old shit different season you know start well if things go to shit sort of in the middle of the season and then we'll turn into a Barca 0809 for the last eight seven or eight games and I'm, I'm just tired of the same circle all the time new manager bounce whenever we've sacked whoever you know, it. I'm just sick of it. I, I really am sick of it. So I'm glad Boyer is trying to sort of take the action that's needed to actually keep him in a job, to be honest, because if he sticks with them, it, it, it'll only cost himself realistically. So, um, you know, Craig needs to uh, work on that as soon as possible and so do the club and just work on getting them out as soon as possible. And you could literally get at least three, two or three good, decent sort of League One players at the moment for just one of the players' wages that we've got at the moment. You know, there's so much talent out there. I mean, you mentioned earlier about our midfield being so poor um, and how Sunjic, you know, he does sort of that. 
that pressing, that that sort of you know hard tackling. We we had that in Keithenbeld, if not better. Realistically, he's he is just a bit of a beat at Keithenbeld, but we gave him away for free. And I can't imagine Keithenbeld was probably on that much money either compared to Sunjit. So that's frustrating in itself. Um, but you know, you look at Jack Taylor for Peterborough the other night. I thought he was fantastic. Um, there's plenty of players out there, particularly one or two gems at the sides that are going down. Derby, Barnsley, Peterborough, so many good midfielders in there as well. You, you know, like the likes of Max Bird and Louis Sibley. You could probably particularly get on the cheap at the moment, and I'd be all for that. Um, mm. It'd be kind of weird seeing Louis Sibley play for Blues, though, because he went to the school across the road from mine. Um, so that, Well, that... he's worth he's worth more than Jude Bellingham, though, isn't he? So if you could get him from... Oh, that old classic, yeah. If you could get him from, <laughs> if you could get him from Derby for a pack of peanuts and, you know, then... Yeah, you do it, don't you? He's, he's obviously a good player. Um, I'd have taken Graham Shinney. If, if if he's going for 30k, I'd have taken Graham Shinney over Ivan Sundish all day. That's worrying, isn't it? That's, that's I don't know how Wigan have done that. I really don't. <laughs> you, you look at it, though, and you think the thing is, is Derby as well. If they're, if they're in a situation where they've, it's a case of they've got to consider any bid for any player, there is five, six, seven of their players that you could find a place for in there. Especially in especially in our match day squad, if they're not going to start, which, to be honest, you look at the results of Ad and the performances they put in, they walk into our starting eleven at the minute, most of them anyway. But you know, like the likes of Tom Lawrence, I'd take Tom Lawrence. I mean, I'm guessing he's on a fair wage, to be honest, but he's a decent player. Like you say, Sibley, Max Bird, these players, Graham Shinney, who's gone to Wigan, these players, if the, if they are taking thirty k for Shinny, why aren't we in there? Why aren't? It makes you wonder why other clubs wasn't in there as well. But I know, yeah. If if I could take one player from Derby, it'd be Festi Abasale. Oh, I think he's yeah, got a bright 100%. future. Right back. Yeah, I agree. Good, good, good right wing back. I tell yeah. you who I would want as well. I think who's going to leave Blues? I think uh, Pedersen will go. I think even Sanchez is going to go. I think he'll be on that same. Not that we forget about him, but he's probably on decent waves. Mm. Oh, yeah, I'd keep Sanchez personally, but it's obvious Bowie didn't fancy him last season after the game. Come on at Derby, ripped it up. But I feel a bit sorry for him. I think we could probably get a bit more out of him. But yeah, one after wage, Bill, probably doesn't fit the mould of what Bowie wants. I think coming in, I'm going to make a prediction now. At left wing back, if Pedersen goes, I think we'll go for Alfie Doherty at Stoke, who Bowie had at Charlton. I think he's played 10, 11 times in the Championship for Stoke this season, probably getting for about 500, 600 grand wing back. What, when when Djokovic, I think it was, was Harley Dean equalised, didn't it? No, it was, it was Djokovic when we drew 1 1 at St Andrews and yeah. in charge. I think that Dotty played um, left wing back and he was really good. He take, absolutely ran rings around us, didn't he? Why are we going for him? He's 22. Another one that's a saleable asset in four or five years. And I think another yeah. one, if we can go for him, is that Lee Butchinan at, at left. Left wing back for Derby. Oh yeah, yeah, Lee Buchanan. Yeah, he's he's decent. I think Forrest have wanted him for ages. Um, yeah, they're big, but they're not going to want to sell to them. They'd rather him sell to the Blues and Forrest, just just for a fact that they can't have that over them. Um, Forrest, yeah. Forrest actually offered them a, a seven-figure bid as well, didn't they? Yeah. So if we can do that, if they'd rather sell to us, they want to take someone new in the opposite direction. Exactly. I mean, I actually watched uh, Doherty from Stoke not that long ago because I went to the FA Cup game between Stoke and um, Leighton Orient the day after Blues lost to Plymouth. And he, he ran the show. He won man of the match comfortably. Literally destroyed Orient down that left side. And every single cross, 
found ahead. So I, I'd be all for it. And yeah, obviously that's against League Two opposition, but it's against a half decent Kenny Jacket side that are actually doing quite well in League Two this season. But uh, yeah, no, I, I, I like the look of him, so I'd be all for that. Yeah, I think you. I think it is a case of obviously we've got the the rumored. Well, that's not even the rumored now. Pretty much done and dusted. Lyle Taylor and and Janinia Bakuna coming in, uh, and then I think after that it is probably a case of we just one in one out replace anyone that we get rid of between now and the the close of the window. Um, so yeah, I think it'll be interesting to see how they bring in to replace Peds. I know we had that um, young lad in the under twenty threes. From who was he at Swansea last year? Um, and he got he, you know, they said Swansea got rid of him because of injury woes, and then he came into the under twenty threes and went off injured. So <laughs> we we take every club's fodder all the time. So <laughs> I'm not I'm not all too surprised. I think it says something, doesn't it? When we thought we were signing Brentford's three best players, and then four or five years later, we've we've got rid of two of them now. The other ones just only only in there because there's no other options and Brentford are the league above us. So. Do you know what? I, I was chatting about this the other day, uh, you know, missing out on James Hill. Um, you know, realistically, obviously Bournemouth are a much wealthier club than us, but club size-wise, we are so much bigger than fucking Bournemouth. And it, it frustrates me that we, we're not able to beat Bournemouth to the signing of James Hill when realistically there's more chance, there's more chance he'll get game time at Blues than he will at Bournemouth. Let's be honest. Um, but no, it just just annoys me because we, we are a big club and we are probably, you know, top three biggest clubs in this division, realistically. So it, it just frustrates me that that's not even a pull anymore. Like, it's it's like playing for Birmingham City isn't appealing or attractive at all. Uh, you don't We don't really have a pot to piss in, um, realistically. And I find, you know, the stand closures being quite demotivating for a player as well. Like, it just it's just not a nice place to play at the moment, St Andrews. I agree with that. I think 10 years ago, I think what, what a player looks for when they're moving to a club's changed completely. I think 10 years ago, when everyone was on that, other than Man U, Liverpool, Arsenal, Chelsea, there was a level playing field between us and all the other Premier League and Championship clubs, really, in terms of, yeah, stadium, yeah, all the same. Match day experience probably wasn't much different. But even now, you're looking at the training grounds, the facilities, they're just head and shoulders above what, what we can offer players. Um, so, yeah, as I say, I think we should we should be getting the, the, the hills of the world ahead of Bournemouth. But, yeah, as I say, we're probably three, four times a big, as big a club than, than they are. Exactly. Um, but, yeah, as I say, it's just changed. And I think it... Even Bristol City, you look at them, we're a bit we're twice as big as Bristol City. They're not they're not a big club. They've been in the championship for three, four years, maybe max, never been in the Premier League. Development of the stadium, you know, this, that, and the other new training ground. It's just more attractive. What, what why are they doing that? And and another thing, I think my dad's friend said it to me, you've got West Brom, yeah, they're in the championship. They've got, you know, 15, 20 million pound players in the side, still Carl and Grant, Dan Garner, you know, all those players. Wolves, obviously, the Villa, and even Coventry now, we're behind all these clubs. It's depressing. It's seriously depressing. Like, just, it, it's, no, just it's tough to watch all the clubs around yeah. you do so well and you just have to yeah. sort of sit here and just take it. <laughs> there are, there are pro- you see all these clubs, like you say, Bournemouth, a tiny club, um, and they're growing in every aspect. I know they've got the money from, you know, the Premier League, they're staying in the Premier League and whatnot, the parachute payments, that's, you know, that's another 
that's another debate for another time. But, you know, whether that's right or wrong. But, you know, we seem to have these owners that are at the roulette table, aren't they? And a couple of years ago, they thought they're just intent on gambling and just trying to get to the Premier League where they know the money is. Um, and they know the prestige is. Whereas if you had, we had real proper you know, knowledgeable people in charge of this football club that know, know football. They know that you have to build from the bottom up. You have to build the infrastructure. And like Kane was saying, you know, the, I bet the training ground is, is is dreadful. And, you know, you only you only got to look at some of the videos that go out on social media. And, and it looks like the, the manager's still got an office in a, in a, in a port cabin. You know, it, it just looks dreadful. And, and, and the stadium is, is uh, it's an utter disgrace for you how it's got to this stage, you know, the fact that supporters weren't allowed in the ground for six months and and they left it to they left it they've left it till now so it's, it's still ongoing but I just think that these owners just do not give a shit as we know and uh, they've got no interest in uh, trying to improve any facet of the football club whatsoever they're just deluded seem to think they could throw a few quid at it one summer and try and get to the Premier League it's not going to happen we're we're at the we're at the bottom now and we need to reset. And go again, don't we? I think. Yeah, I That's mean, it, it's, it's it always going to be concerning when a car salesman is basically running the <laughs> ongoing at, at your exactly. club, and he likes exactly, to tell yeah. people on Twitter that he's a bit naughty sometimes. Like, I, it is <laughs> fairly, fairly concerning. <laughs> Yeah. Jesus. It's worrying. I think that's it. You know, you mentioned the fact that there is a car salesman, and you know, you look at the the other absolute fucking idiocy in. in the way they've run the club from from day dot, really, and you think what oh, Elliot basically said, just thought that they could come in for a bit of money. You got Harry Redknapp; he's obviously going to take you up because you've made where well, you've rushed ten really expensive, ridiculously paid players through the door, <clears throat> and then obviously it's all gone to shit from there. Then when they've suddenly and then they haven't got a clue because they've they've never done it before. They they don't have a clue what they're doing from day to day. There was never until this year with with Gardner obviously having a hand in the signings, but there was never a, a football brain up there to try and steer the ship, so to speak. It's just gone down the drain, you know, day by day. It's, it's, we're in free fall, aren't we, from that point of view, really? Yeah, and I think that's what they said in that, if you want to talk about the meeting after last week, there's loads to be said on that. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Um, definitely. But yeah, I think, look, they're going to probably bring in a new CEO, CEO aren't they? Because Cheng... Is useless. They the 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 powers above him, Swen, fucking whoever else, Mister King, if he's if he's actually uh, Wang Yahui. Uh, <laughs> uh, um, they didn't have any trust in Cheng. This is a fact. That's why Dong still had a job because he was a bit more of a charmer than Cheng was. People liked him. Got more of the football side, believe it or not, than Cheng. But obviously, I, f- I feel a bit sorry for not Dong because he was a fucking dickhead anyway with all the spending this that and the other but and he was the one that sanctioned us getting into this mess in the first place with the contracts but um yeah he was all he, he fucked it up but Cheng I feel a bit sorry for him he's a bit he's obviously a donut but he's he's not in charge and he's not really making all the decisions truth be told and he but but because there's no face there that to, to show us who owns the business um He's the only one we can we can have a go at, and he's gonna always gonna be on the firing line. And he, I think he goes to every Blues game. He wasn't there on Tuesday, so I, I don't think we'll see him on. I will see him on Sunday because it's in the it's at 
Pride Park, and it's not a St Andrews, and he, he's not running for his safety. But I think we won't see Chen at St Andrews now for a while. Um, but yeah, we need to bring a CEO in. There's a few, even someone like I hate to mention them, but they've got that Christian Purse though at the Villa who's done an unreal job. Why can't we bring someone in that's been in football for 15, 20, 25 years? Not Craig uh, Gardner. Football, football and financial background, wasn't it? Yeah, exactly. So, so even Craig Gardner coming in. I feel, again, Craig Gardner's another one. Would he be a technical director anywhere else other than Birmingham City? No, he wouldn't even be in the recruitment or insight or that tactical, technical role. So he's always going to, without these in charge, Gardner's job's done. He won't be here if there's, if there's new owners. So Gardner, believe it or not, if you're thinking him, you're thinking, as the longer these are here, the more experience I'm getting, I'm probably going to get, I might get a sniff at another job if these go. So get a CEO in, do a proper audit of the club, see what's needed. But that needs to happen now. If they're not going to sell up, I think they will, which we'll come on to. Um, yeah, we need to get a CEO in. Yeah. I think Gardner was just to please the fans, though, in the short term, realistically. It was like, oh, yeah, let's yeah. let's slap Craig Gardner on the face of things. That, that'll that that'll appease the fans for now. They'll be happy with that. Uh, uh, Craig Gardner, it was a jobs for mates, though, wasn't it? It was a jobs for mates situation. Nah. Yeah, pretty <laughs> I think but, uh... their, their, their whole business structure is jobs for mates, though. I think, you know, <laughs> I, I was saying this the other day, it's sort of like, oh, I don't want to employ someone to run a football club that's actually good at running a football club. I, I've got a couple of mates from um, my old boarding school. Oh, mate, do you, do, you man, do, you, do you fancy managing this? He's like, oh, what is it? It's a, it's a football club. Uh, what's, what's one of them? I'll do it anyway. And that's that's essentially what it's fucking like. It's, it, it's just embarrassing. I don't know how they managed to pass the EFL fit and proper test. And that's what pisses me off about the EFL is so many owners end up in the, in the football world like this because they don't check properly. I mean, this Mr. King bloke, Wang Yuhui or whatever, he's got 12 passports. 12, that, that says a lot in itself. And this this isn't hard stuff to find. This is this has all been found by, you know, just, just a, a fairly average bloke who just supports the Blues in Daniel Ivory. He's just done his research properly and found out all this himself. So it's just like, why can't the EFL do that? <laughs> You know, it's all online. It's there for all to see. Yeah, and you mentioned his name, obviously, credit where it's due for, for Daniel, because he's kept the fans in the loop with all the insight he can, and much more than anyone, even related to club or outside of the club, has done over the past, well, however long now, really. Um, 12 passports is absolutely insane. <laughs> Never heard anything like it, but... Yeah, I mean... Kane, you mentioned you mentioned about obviously them thinking they'll sell. See, so give just give us your insight into um, into what you think, your thought process about it. Uh, I think they'll sell. I think um, I don't believe the thing that I don't believe that Cheng actually knows what's going on above him. I don't because they don't trust him. Um, someone told me, and I believe <laughs> he's, he's a reliable bloke, um, that Mister King was involved with the club. And now he isn't involved with the club in terms of ownership and how it works. So he apparently, Mr. King, isn't involved and it's all through Swen. That's what that's what I've heard. Now, I don't think Swen, well, Cheng said that he has a daily reporting to Swen, which he probably, I'm not, I'm not convinced that happens anyway, every single day. I just, I just don't see that. I mean, Swen's not that bothered. He's, he's got his fingers in loads of different pies. So, um, 
yeah, I think they, I think they'll sell the club before the end of the season. If I'm being honest, heard it off a couple of people that that's going to happen. So I hope so. I really I hope so. I hope so. <laughs> I'm not just spouting shit and saying that. I wouldn't. I wouldn't come on here and say I think they'll sell the club to lie about it. There's too many people on Twitter who call me fucking. I was going to say if if it doesn't happen, you'll get so much stick now. Oh yeah, but I, I think it, I think it'll happen. Just because, yeah, I don't believe what they're saying. They're still not spending much money when we desperately need to do that. Um, even the links with Josh Majak. Do I believe that we, we actually thought we were going to sign Josh Majak? No chance. It's just a, a bit of propaganda that hopefully reaches the media to say, oh, these lot are having, they're having a go. At least they're trying to do the right things, you know, get sellable assets in three, four years. I think it's all bollocks. I think it's all a smokescreen. Um, but yeah, as I say, with, with the meeting, I think we, I don't know where to start on it really. No proper fans were invited from the younger generation. You got the, the Blues Trust who showed the true colours today. They've now deleted that article. <laughs> yeah, I saw uh, that. And then you've got the Tilton Talk Show. I believe they might have been there, might be wrong, but they're liking all the posts. I just don't get it. And then they've got people posting on Facebook saying, oh, we've got to get behind them. Come on. Blues fans. Oh, Linda Court of Redditch Blues. Yeah, I just don't, yeah. I just don't get it, and I, I don't get how you could side with them after all this has happened, and not to put a bit of food on. Come, come on down. We're trying Q and A. Richard Wilfer said, to be fair to him, you could, you could ask whatever you wanted, but it's whether you believe the shit, which I don't know how you could. Um, so with the meeting, yeah. Forget that. That was just because they started shitting themselves with the letters that went to the Hong Kong Stock Exchange, the protests, social media. They just shit themselves. And I think unless they get the real fans there, which that a lot of fans won't even go to the actual meeting, they won't accept the invite, um, there's nothing they can do. So they'll have to sell the club. But as I say, if we keep putting our money in, which, we, which we're going to do, obviously, they haven't got a reason to sell. So I think the protests that are coming up will get good media attention, but I just can't see them staying by the end of the season. I can't. But I don't know what you you lot think about that. Oh, I agree. <laughs> I don't see any benefit in them staying. I've never really seen much benefit in them staying as long as they have, to be honest. They've never really had a clear idea. I think I remember when they first actually bought the club, you know, they were like, oh, we'll get it up to the Premier League, then sell it. That That was the original, you know, that was the only thing they actually came out with when they first came to the club. Um since then, nothing like no real. It, you've heard three year plans from Dong, three year plans from Cheng and Gardner. Um, I'm still awaiting Champions League football and Jude Bellingham to come back. That uh, was season. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. So it's I just can't be asked. I I hope they go and I do. I I do feel like they will eventually, uh, either this season or next, hopefully. But uh, the protests that are definitely being planned are good. I just hope people get behind it because I, th I think it's been a real effort to actually try and get some people to get involved in it because it's like you know most people that sit in the tilt and will probably get involved in it then you've sort of got to get that you know the rest of the cop to join in the sort of family more family areas to you know get involved and it was nice to see people you know standing up and getting involved in you know stand up if you hate the board I feel like those sort of chance you've got if you're sitting down you, you can't you can't sit down so you've got to get them involved you've got to do everything you can to get everyone together and it's it's difficult it is difficult uh sadly but you know the people that have orchestrated it fair play you know it's, it's costly as well to do all the banners and shit so uh fair play and if 
if there's sort of whistles and masks coming up, that'll be good as well. Um, it might hurt your ears, but it's what's got to be done. <laughs> yeah. Elliot, last word from from you on, on your thoughts of know, potential sale. Will they, won't they? I mean, I hope Kane's right. I hope they do go. Um, I can't see them going. I just think as long as they've got that whiff of the potential of Premier League and all that bollocks, which is what, you know, I know they, they don't particularly care. Like, like Kane said, they've got many fingers and many pies and this is just so they can list their businesses on the Hong Kong Stock Exchange. And, but I just think, I think I, I don't know about you boys, but I, I would take going into administration. If it got rid of these lot, I would take, I'd even take relegation. I, I just think this club needs a complete reset and, and some proper owners involved now. Well, to be fair, I spoke to Richard Beale a few months back and he said he would take relegation to the National League to get this. <laughs> that that was, you know, that's coming from someone who was obviously in the firing line at the club, someone who's been there in front of them, essentially, and obviously had a bit of a voice at the club anyway for the, because of the amount of time he spent there. Um, and they just didn't like that. And he, he met his end because of it. So... You know, I feel like that says a lot in the type of people that currently uh, are yeah. involved in the club anyway. So. Paul, Paul Robinson, when we uh, sat down and done our interview with him, told us something very similar along the lines of, um, you know, he, he was effectively forced out of the club because of he, he wasn't willing to just sit there and, and accept what was happening. Um, so I think, <clears throat> yeah, I think I'm... I'm, I'm Siding with Elliot in the sense of I can't see them going. Unfortunately, I'd love to be wrong. I just I just feel like they're too stubborn. And, and like Kane says, whilst people are still putting the money in and buying the tickets, and nothing's changing for them in that sense. So what's the you know incentive either way? Yeah, I do think well, they Yeah, I, I hope you're right, Tom. I think you know. Let's be honest. These, these lot. Of, I don't know how much how much in debt they are at the moment. I don't, it was 120 million at one point. I know it's probably come down a bit. It's not about the money anymore for them. It's that I don't think they give a toss about the money. I don't think they. I don't think they would particularly care if a thousand people turned up at the next home game. In fact, I just don't think they would give a shit. And I'm not saying that relegation would get rid of this lot. Probably wouldn't. But if it, if you gave me the option right now, relegation and these lot went, I would take it. I really do think this club could fully rebuild. I just hope Kane's right. I just hope that I hope the message has got through mm. over there now, and uh, they're, they're now thinking twice about it. I think I think that's the mindset we've got. Like I, I probably I'm more optimistic now because I think we have to be optimistic because if we're not, it won't we happen. Won't keep doing what we're doing. Yeah, yeah keep going. I just try and change it now. Yeah. I, think, I think by the end of the season, something's going to click with them. I, yeah. I think it's going to happen, and I think. Whilst we're just a financial vehicle to them at the moment and the money's still coming in, they've still got the listing on the, the stock exchange. Yeah, have they got any real desire to do it? Probably not. Um, but there's interest there. Tom Ross, you know, he mentioned that, that um, was it Mark Ward who, who led his leading consortium? Yeah. Doesn't yeah. know where to start, apparently. I believe that because apparently Mark Wood, Mark Wood did say it at, at one of the forums and, and I know a bloke that was there and he mentioned it. Again, wealthy backers. It's not even about the wealth. We're not bothered about having real wealth. As long as you're putting four to five million in for a few seasons, that's all you need in the championship. You're competitive after the end of the year. Yeah. Um, it's be sustainable, you know, have a few saleable assets. We're bringing the youth through. We're starting to do it. 
But again, other than Jordan James, probably Bellingham. Who, who do we get any money for? We don't get any money for anyone. So, yeah, yeah as I say, we, we don't own the ground. Either. That's a completely different matter. So yeah. I think at the moment, with the fans getting on the backs, I just, I just think it's going to happen. And I think even little things like Cheng changing his cover photo and the communication with him, I just don't think yeah. it's a good look for him. And I think the pressure's mounting and feeling it a little bit now. Daniel Ivory's posting loads and loads of stuff, which is obviously getting seen by him in Cambodia. Um, yeah, let's wait and see. I'm optimistic. I'm, I'm going to say by the end of the season, I'm going to say we're going to be sold. And everyone needs to hear that because I just think if we don't think like that, it's not going to happen. Need yeah. to have that optimism, yeah. That's yeah. at least some motivation to make sure it fucking happens, you know, just get out there, yeah. get in the protests. You know, I, I, I've enjoyed them, to be honest. I think they've been a good laugh as well. It's not just getting the message across, but it's been good to feel that unity back again with Blues because I feel like it's been missing for a couple of seasons because, you know, essentially the soul has been ripped out. I, I was saying it the other day, you know, they, they don't even have the TVs on in the concourse anymore for Sky. They, you don't have the bloke selling um, badges outside anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, the, all the burger fans have disappeared. Just everything's been stripped so slowly and it feels like it, it could slowly come back and the protests have definitely brought some belief to that, but... Hopefully we'll see. Um, be interesting to see if anything happens at Derby, which is probably a nice segue to sort of preview Derby, to be fair. But yeah. Yeah, yeah. definitely. Yeah, so last, last little thing, obviously, before we, we wrap it up, just quick predictions for, for Derby on Sunday. Elliot, you can go first. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, look, I think it'd be a Derby win. I think... Uh, they look a good side, to be fair. Derby are playing with that like um, siege mentality, nothing to lose. Wayne Rooney's, he uh, looked atrocious last season, didn't he? And then this season, he seems to have just got them all playing. And I think it's just because there's no pressure on them. They've probably gone in there to look, lads, you're down, you're relegated. Just go out and enjoy yourselves. And he's blooded all the youth and they've got no pressure on their shoulders. I think it'll become a little bit more difficult for them if they start to get sort of close to safety, I mean, within three to six points, they might, the pressure might come on them a little bit. But I think as for this this Sunday, I'm expecting two or three nil derby, unfortunately. But, you know, that, it, I don't know about you boys, what are you thinking? It's, it's a tough one really, isn't it? I've, I've not been positive about this game at all. Uh, I'm normally, to be honest, I'm normally that person who will predict Blues to go, oh yeah, 1-0 Blues, oh 2-1 Blues. Not not this game. I've just got, you know, Derby have so much on the line with it possibly being their last home game. You don't even know anymore. Um, I just I just feel like they'll be more up for it. They have more to fight for right now, um, realistically. And they're better on the pitch than us at the moment. Yeah, you could look. We've, we've beaten them once this season, uh, but I think they've grown a lot as a team since then. Um, obviously, they are losing a few players, but if if they can keep the current crop that beat Sheffield United the other day, then they'll, they'll be fine. They'll be fine um, against us. We we won't offer too much. So I do feel like we will we will lose that game three 0 It depends, obviously, how we set up actually as well, because I don't feel like you can predict the shape or the formation or what he's going to go for at the moment. I do feel like if he utilizes wingers, then I do think we'd have a chance to be fair of at least mm. getting something from the game. But if we keep playing the way we're playing, we will get murdered. Yeah, and then and then what about yourself, Kane? Prediction for for Sunday? 
yeah, depends on the formation, doesn't it? If we, if we go with the wingers, you know, Bella on one side, Hernandez on the other. Hopefully, we'll have two signings Taylor and um, Bakuna. I think Bakuna's got to straight into the lineup for me, probably. Um, we can't have Sunjic Woods and James in the middle, and especially not Gardner. I know we scored the uh, the goal on Tuesday. I think we need energy. They're going to be right up for it. Um, I, you know, I hope they, they, they sort themselves out, Derby, but, you know, fuck them on Sunday. But I think, yeah, yeah I'd, I'd go with, in the middle, yeah, I'm going to go with Sunjic, Bakuna, maybe Garner, cause, just because the energy they're going to bring. But I'll go 2 0 Derby. Um, I think they'll be up for it. And there's a good crowd. So, yeah, depends on the formation. I think it'll be a draw if we have wingers. If not, 2 0 Derby. Yeah, I, think yeah, I, mean, I was, I was going to say, I think I can't see, I know Tom alluded to the speed Derby. You know, being the last game, but I can't, I can't see it. I think they'll be on a proper, proper high. I think their their preferred their preferred bid is pretty much looking nailed on now. And it's too, it's too many parties that are going to lose big money if they go to the wall. So it's not going to happen, especially the tax ban, which is the government. So they've already stepped. Looks like they're stepping in now. So they'll do all they can to keep Derby afloat now, just so they you know these parties get their money. Middlesbrough, Wickham, etc., and the government. So you know Derby be fine. Um, it's just about who takes them over, really, and, and, and how much it's going to cost uh, whoever takes them over. But, but yeah, go on, Kay, give us your 3 0 permanent prediction, mate. No, I was just, I've not got much more to say. I think you've ticked all the boxes. I think we'll put, go with wingers. We've got half a chance to, to get something. Uh, he's very stubborn, though, isn't he? In his formation is options so I don't think that'll be the case I think 2 or 3 nil Derby looks realistic I think with Toothless going forward even with the new signings they're going to take time to gel into the side so uh, yeah I'll, I'll go 2 nil Derby uh, and on that positive note I think we'll we'll wrap it up there um, <laughs> yeah, be I mean, proper shit ass if Lyle takes <laughs> the winner though oh mate I'll get some money on that <laughs> to be fair I, I imagine he'd give some stick to Derby fans because why not I'd yeah. play Taylor and I'd play Taylor and Hogan, not Jukovic, by the way. But, so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah, bit of movement and some fresh legs. Just some movement, mate. It'd be nice. It'd be nice. <laughs> Just fucking anything, anything will do. <laughs> Just care. someone up front with a pulse, mate, would be good. <laughs> yeah. Jesus. I mean, like I say, obviously, we'll, we'll wrap it up there. Thanks for thanks for coming on and and, and speaking with us. Um, if you are attending the Derby game or or the Sheffield United game, obviously the Sheffield United game's got the uh, faceless mask protest. If you can, then any fans listening or, or watching, get involved. Obviously, support the boys, support the lads, but not the owners. That's the the key message to get across here. It's nothing to do with the players or 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 Boya for that matter. It is the people way above their heads that need to be gone. Um, again, thanks, lads, for joining me. We'll. Uh, We'll get our heads together again after the after the derby game in a couple of weeks and have a look and see how we're getting on. But until then, yeah, thanks for listening.